the scariest one. So she said she saw this figure floating above the sink. Why did you even bring it? How am I going to sleep tonight? Once the streaming begins, the screaming will too. This is RPS. Radio Paranormal Singapore. Hello and welcome back to RPS. I'm your host, Tim O. And if you're new, here's what the show is all about. Radio Paranormal Singapore is a podcast where we describe, discuss and dissect your paranormal encounters in an attempt to find some rational explanation to the most unexplainable experiences. My partner in crime is veteran paranormal investigator E.T. And together, we're known as your Baba Bros. Now, before we get to the heebie-jeebies, a reminder that should you have any of your own stories to share, you can reach us in a few ways. First, we're on Facebook at Radio Paranormal Singapore. Our email address, radioparanormalsingapore at gmail.com. And we're also available on WhatsApp and Telegram. You can add us with the number plus 65-9148-0985. And finally, just a small request. If you enjoy this podcast, all we ask is that you help us grow. The easiest way is to give us a five-star rating and a fair review on whatever platform you're listening from. And of course, please introduce Radio Paranormal Singapore to your friends. Thank you very much. And with that, it's on to the show. Radio Paranormal Singapore vo- vo- voicemail. Leave your message at the beep. Hey guys, I'm Matthew. Uh, and I just heard your story about St. Patrick's School. I'm an alumni from the school, and even though I graduated around 2011, I can confirm that there's something going on at that school. Um, I've had experiences, and I've heard experiences from students, teachers, the brothers that stay there, and even the previous principal. I'd love to share more with you guys about the school and other stories that happened with me in my life. Uh, Keep up the good work, guys. All right, E.T., so you've heard the saying, there is no smoke without fire. And more and more people coming in with stories about St. Patrick's. What does this tell you about that place? It sounds thorough, bro. Like from all the stories we've heard, you know, so so that's the thing. If we have so much about St. Pat, so listeners, please, you got more stories, please let us know. Maybe you can have one more episode and not just about St. Pat's. I mean, all of us were students before, maybe currently still students that experience certain things. So I think it'll be interesting to do maybe one, two episodes on just schools. And we'll find out whether your school was really filled with the hantu or if we leave it to ET, your school is just full of EMF. La. Actually, most schools got no much EMF, la, I feel. Because they're not like army camps, right? Mm. So chances are probably hantu, la, I think. La. You say now, uh, you say now. Uh, I say only. You don't later, uh, they send all the stories in, right? That's why, you see, it must lead them on first. They come out the story, then I see got EMF. La. <laughs> Bloody fool, no, this one. <laughs> So this is Chloe. I've recently been listening to your podcast while I work and it really helps me focus. So I was listening to episode 16, the one where his friend rode past the Siglub Cemetery and apparently Tompang something, right? So I stay around the area and I can confirm that that road where you pass by the cemetery is extremely creepy. Like the vibes it gives you is just crazy. So whenever I drive home, um, when I pass by that route about maybe 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, right? It, it just gives me the chills. And like, there was one incident where I was driving past the cemetery and apparently I had to like jam brake because I saw a white figure in the middle of the road 
And the moment my car stopped, the thing, it just disappeared. So like, I was a bit confused. And after that, that like white figure disappeared, right? I felt very uncomfortable. Like, like it was just very suppressive kind of feeling. And after that, I felt pretty like pukish and super uneasy. uh. Like, Like, I'm just suddenly very aware of my surroundings you know so after that i kind of just dashed home and like when like whenever i pass by the cemetery now which is almost every day because like that's my route home i just say my prayers hoping that i don't tumpang something home as well so like um just an fyi that um i usually go home about three four o'clock in the morning because i kind of work until really late sometimes so my body clock is kind of adjusted to that kind of timing so I'm pretty sure ET has no way to say that it's because I'm tired or anything so yeah um continue what you're doing guys it's great thank you all right thank you very much Chloe so glad you found us uh ET you might remember Chloe from about a year ago last time we spoke to her you know she was telling us about how a ghost actually dislocated her father's shoulder okay now she is back Talking about that same cemetery in Siglap, the same one that you say you get very creeped out about every time you go back. Yes, lah. I, I really feel that place has something wrong because not I, I don't walk that place because I'm not so fit. I don't jog past that place. But when I cycle past or I drive past, ah, it still gives me that that that, that freaky feeling ah, somehow. And I really respect those residents that just stay at the sides of the cemetery. Mm. I, I mean, you guys either find it really peaceful or you know every night there's some noise or what. I really don't know, man. I'm gonna ask you, Et. Now she mentioned the feeling that she got: a little nauseous, pukish, uneasy. All right, this is gonna be something you're gonna be thrilled that I'm alluding to. Around that stretch, right? Are there any EMF sources? Honestly, no, because they're just residential areas, and I don't see anywhere that's that's like a satellite dish or something that has a huge power generator and stuff like that. But. Can high levels of EMF induce nausea? I mean, definitely, because if you know how the military has been, uh, if I'm not wrong in the US, they actually done research on high levels, or not just EMF, but certain sound frequencies, right? Hmm. That make you feel nauseous. And actually, you know what? Not just nauseous, it makes you want to pass motion. Okay. So, you know what? When I read about it, the first thing that came to my mind, right? Apparently, low humming noise hmm. makes you want to pass motion. And that was going to be a military thing so that when they, they let go at the enemies, they all need to rush to the toilet. So that reminds me of my parents. Why, well, last time when they're trying to get you to pass motion, ah, they will harm, is it? Mm-mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that to your son? <laughs> I will now. But yeah. back to uh, Chloe's story. So this whole thing at Siglap, when she feels uneasy, you think it is more likely because of uh, you know, a heightened sense to the paranormal than it is to the EMF, yeah? So you want to bring the real ET out? The first thing I'll ask what do you eat for dinner? Because maybe it make, make you feel a bit nauseous before you know you, you, you pass by home. I really don't know because it's not every time that you pass the same road you feel the same. Or, or, Chloe, is it morning sickness? You don't like that, are you? <laughs> this is Radio Paranormal Singapore. Now, last week, we heard from Andre Houdin about his extraordinary experiences in St. Patrick's School. Now, he takes us even further back to his tales from the kampong. Okay, so now I have to tell you the scariest one. My, my grandmother used to live in a very old kampong house in Sigla. It's in the 70s and, um, you know, if you know Marine Parade Road, Marine Parade Road didn't exist. 
mm. it was the beach so the sea came right up to the kampong and like literally if they walked out of their house they were yep. it was seaside residents <laughs> okay so she told me that you know my grandfather used to be a musician and he used to come back very late and she knew that whenever he came back he would look for food and um, one evening she was asleep and the kampong is such where the kitchen is far from the rooms right so it was like i think she said like it was way past midnight and she heard the the, the sound of pots clanging lah so cling clang in the kitchen so she's so she like george is that you george like, why so much noise What time was this? One to a clock in the morning, kind of. Mm. And um, she's like George, 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 and George, my grandfather. That's his name. He never replied. She's like, why this idiot didn't reply? So she walks to the kitchen, and what she sees is this floating figure, which we call the hantu dapur. Hantu dapur is the ghost of the kitchen. It's called the kitchen ghost. And the kitchen ghost, I'm not sure what the function of the kitchen ghost is, but it lives in your kitchen. So she said she saw this figure floating above the sink, and about eight or nine tens just floating around this figure that was floating, and the sound came from the floating pots hitting each other. So when she went to the kitchen, there was no grandpa. George wasn't there, but the kitchen ghost was there. So this figure was levitating in the air. Levitating. Did it have some sort of a form? It looked like a woman, or is just like a mass of you know ectoplasm floating around? What what did she see? I think she said it was a lady, kitchen ghost line. And she said that scared the crap out of her. What did she do? I think she said she just left and she went to pray. If I'm not wrong, she said you know after I saw that, she kind of froze in time, looked at it, and she just went 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 back to her room to pray. Okay, and this hantu right? When she walks into the kitchen, does the hantu stop yeah. what it's doing to look at her? Yes, I think she said the hantu was looking at her. Okay, but then the hantu will look at you, but the hantu won't bother about you. Okay, and at this point, the pans are floating around; they're banging yes. at each other. Your grandmother, yes. you know, GTFOs, goes yes. back to the room. She says her prayers, and then yes. the the clanging stops. The sounds disappear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, once she 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 shuts her eyes and prays, and I think what she said was she went back to the room, prayed. And then after a while, everything just stopped. The next day, I assume she goes back to the kitchen. In the same night, she would have gone back to the kitchen with my grandfather. Is there any evidence that there's been like you know some supernatural being messing things around, or like plates strewn all over the place, pans on the floor, or is everything just kept back you know in its original position? Good question. That part I can't remember because probably by that time, as grandchildren, we were probably crying and scared, and we all ran away. <laughs> Maybe this was her way of saying, "Do not go and make a mess in my kitchen." Okay, you all go look for food. You leave your crumbs everywhere. You leave your plates on the table. The hantu dapo is going to get you. Maybe true, and I don't disagree because you know we used to go and make a mess in the kitchen at night, mm. and she probably just didn't want us to dirty. I do not know, but but when she was telling us the story, it was so vivid to her that it scared the crap out of us. Okay, and was this like the only? Like experience she had seeing this oh, ghost no. in the house. No, the hantu dapur only once, mm. but she also saw the hantu gala. The hantu gala, okay, yeah, I know the hantu gala. gala. Yes, yes, very long legs and all that. Very long legs, and she said, "Yeah, the way you 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 tackle the hantu gala is to find sticks 
and you need to break the sticks because you breaking the sticks would then weaken his legs because he used his legs to catch you. Yeah. So she saw the hantu gala in her house. No, 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 no. The hantu gala would stand outside your house and try to catch you if you go out. I don't know whether that is another story to scare yeah. the kids so they don't go out of the house at night. You know, like don't go out. The hantu gala's legs will catch you. But they told us how to battle the hantu gala. Lah. You need to find like chopsticks. So you got to look around for sticks and you got to keep breaking sticks so that he becomes shorter and shorter and shorter so he can't catch you. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got another one from my grandmother. I got to share this with you. Okay. So we used to stay in the kampong and directly opposite the kampong, my grandmother's door. Opposite was another house, a much smaller house. We knew someone lived in it, but we never saw the lady who lived in it. She never came out in the day. How do you know there was anybody living in that house? Because she only came out at night. So you would see this woman at night? You would see a silhouette of someone coming out at night. Because kampongs are not well lit, right? There's no such thing as lights outside the house. The lights are only inside. There are no external lights. Um, the external light will be like, in the whole kampong, there'll be like three external lights and there'll be like street lamps and there'll be a very pale orange light. And what would happen was, this lady, this neighbor, who we all believe was some kind of witch, would come out every night and there was this coconut tree that grew sideways you know so the, the, the coconut tree didn't grow up it just grew sideways it was and it was sideways for at least i would say 15 meters or something and it was very low every night she would climb on this on this tree and she would walk towards the end and she would spend the night time yeah you can walk on the tree you can literally just walk on the tree and it's thick and strong enough to support her weight yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it was still a thick trunk and at night you would see her walk and she would sit on the end of the tree and just smoke that's all and did anybody go and talk to her why why your parents your grandparents she's the neighbor no but she's weird she didn't come out in the day she only came out at night and you know she never engaged she would just walk and she would just go to this tree and go up and sit down that's all she did and everyone stayed away from her any speculation that she was some you know bomo or some you know so that's what everybody thought that she was a bomo some kind of witch um that's why her house was sealed shut in the day the windows were never open the doors were never open kampong is very different bro. kampong the windows and doors actually never shut kampong is like no one shuts their doors because literally any neighbor can come in any time to take food can you can even sit down and come and eat you know and it, that was the kampong life everyone knew each other except this one house and that lady used to scare the sh- crap out of us because the tree was was at the back of our house so when we opened the back windows you could see this tree and you would see just the silhouette of this lady sitting at the end of the tree for all you know that wasn't actually a lady that you saw you may be right <laughs> Radio Paranormal Singapore presents CSI Critical Supernatural Investigation Wow bro they have never heard of a hantu that's like magnetola Pots and pans can circle around the filler like protection like that. It's a lady, not a filler. Okay, filler to me is unisex. <laughs> okay? So the first thing that came to my mind, right, did the creator of Marvel Comics, right, 
Hmm. Get you get inspired by this hantu dapur lah. I never even heard of the hantu dapur until have you have you heard of the hantu dapur? So that's the thing. So I tried to Google right. I can't find anything on it. I think I was trying like different spelling. Maybe I could I spelled it wrongly. Hmm. But seriously, I can't find anything on it. The ghost of the kitchen. Yeah, so I really want to find more about this hantu dapur. I really don't know. If anybody tuning in knows about the hantu dapur, better still has experience with the hantu dapur, uh, reach out to us, okay? Whatever it is, this hantu dapur or the magneto light kind of hantu, what's interesting, it didn't seem to cause any harm. Hmm. But the question I want to ask is, why was it levitating pens in the air? Maybe that's how it keeps everything back in place. If it's the kitchen ghost, all these pots and pans strewn all over the place, it's trying to do a bit of, uh, you know, tidying up. The fella a bit of uh, OCD, is it? Making sure every pot, every pan, spick and span. I was wondering if he's actually trying to send a message, but I think very hard. What kind of message can you send by floating pots and pans? Mm. Also, this so-called hantu dapo is actually some sort of guardian angel. Guarding the kitchen? lah. Yeah, so that's why I was wondering if at that point of time, spinning those pots and pans, was it trying to fend off an evil spirit from entering the kitchen? I think if there's a hantu dapur, a ghost of the kitchen, there might be a high chance that there's also a hantu jamban, ghost of the toilet. (laughs) And I would be petrified (laughs) to encounter any supernatural thing while I'm sitting on the bowl. Why would the fella protect the toilet bowl? ah? The kitchens, I still understand, because it's got best kind of food and makan and everything. Toilet? Protect apa? I don't know. Toilets are very important. That's our sanctuary as fathers. You know that. That's where you go and get your peace and quiet from the craziness in the house, right? Yes, that's where I read my straits times. <laughs> Aside from the hantu dapur, uh, Andre said uh, in his kampong near the house, she also saw a hantu gala. Mm. So, okay, so this hantu gala, I've heard of it. And the legend is, if you try and look up at it, right? Hmm. You know what's interesting? Uh? Your what? neck will be in a permanent lock, uh. Cannot sing it like that And then you cannot stiff neck And stuck And if you try walking In between its legs It will attack Mm. you Well yeah You don't want to look up While you're walking In between its legs right What will you see I don't know bro (laughs) So Okay so so It brought me back To this very long ago You know When I was doing Paranormal research I mean I've been Doing it for like years Right almost 20 years I remember this story And why, why it means A lot to me Is because there were a number of fishing stories and you know I'm an avid fisherman. There were a number of stories of people fishing by the coast of Singapore. I remember it was near Tanjong Ru site. There were a couple of incidents with people actually seeing this hantu gala while fishing. So I don't know why it's related to fishing but you know it, it has been this legend not just in Malaysia but Singapore quite often as well. Mm. Now what's interesting when I went to research further into the hantu gala there were actually some articles I came across which is very interesting. Uh. They actually suggested that the hantu gala is some sort of ancient being. Right. And it's not so much of a ghost by an ancient being. Okay, so why, why this intrigues me is because in the past when I used to read a lot of journals on aliens and everything apparently some sort of so-called these hantus or these ancient beings and aliens they are part of this ecosystem uh, that actually visits earth to I don't know check on us or to teach us stuff but they come once in a while to just be a surveyor they don't speak they don't do anything sometimes they show you some actions but majority is they seem to be mainly a surveyor so these are like the ancients or the eternals or sounds like a character or a group of characters straight out of the Lord of the Rings trilogy yeah, possibly. And in fact, my theory last time is that it, it happened in, uh, I remember, at the ending credits of Men in Black. Mm. And that's my theory as well, that the Earth is just a minute piece of like a pea. 
and there are there things or ancient beings or, or things greater than us that are actually controlling us. So we're just small little small little pea on earth controlled by these ancient beings or you know greater beings. So it's a whole chain reaction of things where things we don't really understand, you call them aliens. There's a possibility that this guy's actually just watching us. Are you saying that Hantu Gala could actually be an alien? Now you're getting me excited. Not so much an alien, bro. But maybe, you know, they're actually... Celestial being. No, they're actually like playing the Sims with us. <laughs> and we are the Sims, you know? <laughs> to put that in context. <laughs> All right, well, uh, this would make a very interesting Sim character. The creepy lady uh, who sits on a tree and smokes late at night. See, bro, at the end of the day, uh, kampongs have always been a scary place to live in. Hmm. Okay, with the low light... And then, you know what? All those like wild boar and animal sounds and everything. I think it would definitely freak anyone out. Okay. Plus, right, I always feel which what, what my mom does to me, right? Oh, wife still with the best way to keep kids indoor and discipline. Yeah. Okay, but even then, right? So many of these people saw this lady, right? This creepy lady, right? And what I found particularly supernatural about it is that Andre described it as this old lady. An old lady that can walk along the trunk of a tree and okay granted the tree trunk is kind of slanted okay but still has the balance to walk along the tree trunk and then sit at the edge of it smoking a cigarette casually without falling off i'm telling you this lady's got some sort of ability bro a lot of motivation now you know like how my friends right when they smoke right they stand in the sun they can smoke <laughs> so i think people do anything to have a comfortable place to to you know it's up morocco lah Come on, like this lady was never even seen throughout the entire day, only came out of the house at night. That's why, bro, I tell you already, she was the first person in the kampong to actually start working from home. <laughs> Radio Paranormal Singapore. In our final story from Andre Houdin, it's on to the time he was serving his national service at Pulau Tekong. My buddy and I, we sleep at the last bed, right next to all the lockers. Hmm. Right, so everybody's got a single locker or a metal cabinet where we keep all our crap, right? My, my, my buddy and I were asleep, fast asleep. All of a sudden, we, I hear this sound of, you know, your ET stick, the chunko stick. So you got to carry it on your full pack, right? So I hear this sound from my buddy's locker, mm. like the back of the ET stick hitting it from the inside. Tok, tok, tok. How do you know it was an ET stick? It could be any sound of anything, right? You can tell from the sound that mm. that thing would make that sound. Okay. Right? Mm. Because you think about what's in our cover, our uniform, never any arms, mm. our full pack, but nothing to, to cause damage to the to the whole metal cabinet. Okay. So you hear this loud bang. Tok, tok, tok. Tok, tok, tok. Then I thought my, I thought my freaking stupid buddy who's this freaking clown of a fella I thought he was inside and trying to scare me, see. This was what time? Lights off already? Oh, lights off, lights off. This is like in the middle of the night. Mm. So I'm like, his name is John. I'll never forget John. John, the biggest abeng in the world. He sleeps every night with only his underwear and it's of animal prints. Every night, animal prints. <laughs> he was the weirdest abeng fella, I tell you. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, John, get out of the damn stupid cupboard. Mm -hmm. John? John? And then, John wakes up from under me because he's in the bunk below and he says, Buddy, what's up? And then, talk, 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 the sound goes on. And then, both of us look at the metal cabinet and then the sound gets louder 
and louder and it doesn't stop. And it seemed like someone was stuck inside his cabinet, but both of us didn't have the balls to even step foot off our beds to go and check whether there was someone stuck in there. Hang on, it's not just the two of you in the room though. Oh, there were many of us, but no one else woke up. Nobody woke up and heard this. No one else woke up except my buddy and I. Oh, okay. And then he just kept on. And then both of us decided, okay, this shit is scary. Whatever's happening in there, we're not going to address now. And both of us just couldn't go back to sleep. So first thing in the morning, when you know everybody had to wake up, we went to his metal cabinet, we opened it, and it looked like someone was inside smashing their way out. So you know how if you were to hit a metal cabinet from the inside with the AT stick, mm. you would get dents. Yep. There were like 50 dents on the inside of his metal cabinet. We can't figure it out. Tikus. What freaking tikus is that, boy? Mighty Mouse. <laughs> Mighty Mouse, yes. And this story, I never forget. I mean, there are many other stories from the Kong, but this happened to me. Did it happen the next night? Any any other night? No, never again. Never, never, never again. Wow. Only that one night. Why did you even bring it? How am I going to sleep tonight? Radio Paranormal Singapore. Wow, you know, Et, I know Andre, right? I work with the guy, right? Nice guy, but you can also tell he's rough, tough. He's a man's man. So to hear of something that scared him until like that, right? Man, it had to be bad. And bro, at the end of the day, it has to be Takong. Hmm. I mean, I was from Takong, and I had so many experiences. So my first thought is this: <clears throat> anything during training, maybe it was something dirty they picked up, or you know, maybe something they kept in the uniform, which was hmm. eventually kept in the cabinet. But as to why something was smashing the inside of the cabinet, I can't seem to put a finger on it because you bring something dirty, it should disturb you. But why smashing inside the cabinet? Because it's trying to be let out. Yeah, but usually you bring back something. You know, usually they say you bring back something dirty, right? Maybe they pick up yeah. something from training. It will disturb you, ma, not your cabinet. That's why, ah, uh, the first thing that came to my mind, right? It sounds a lot like my buddy Stephen's account. Do you remember in our early uh, episodes of his bed shaking in Takong? Do you remember that? Didn't it have something to do with food? That's why parents visit day. I think his mum brought wonton mi into the. Bang to lay makan, but remember this, guys. The number one rule is never bring pork and consume pork inside your bang. So I think that is probably the reason why Stefan had that bit shaking experience. Which brings me to ask Andre, could they have kept a Kong Guan brand bak pao inside the locker or some bak kwa? Because in the past, in the past, our our night snack used to have a Kong Guan bak pao, but we can only eat outside our bang, cannot eat inside the bang. Right, so there was a very angry spirit that was maybe trapped in there with the pork and was trying to escape. Because in the past, the history of Tekong was it was a Muslim island, and many of the people that used to stay in Tekong used to practice some sort of、uh, black magic and stuff like that. So apparently, because of that, you know, strong energy and stuff like that, the bunks that we stay in, we're not allowed to bring pork inside. I know, I know what kind of spirit it was that was very angry. Earlier we heard about the hantu dapur, right? Ghost of the kitchen. This is the hantu locker. What? Ghost of the locker. <laughs> Radio paranormal. Singapore. 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 Singapore.
And with that, we've come to the end of yet another episode of RPS. Radio Paranormal Singapore is a podcast that depends on you and your stories. So keep them coming in. Whether your personal encounters or just the ones you've heard, we'd love to hear them. Our contact details are on Facebook at Radio Paranormal Singapore. Remember to like and follow us there too. And if you enjoyed the show, we'd be oh so thankful if you gave us a fair review and rating on whatever platform you're streaming from. Until our next installment, my name is Tim O. And this is E.T. Keep streaming and keep Keep screaming. You're listening to Radio Paranormal Singapore. And they're listening to... (laughs) 